everybody. Welcome to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. Still in the, hopefully the middle, hopefully closer to the end of the coronavirus mess. I want to talk to you about a couple of projects I've worked on this week for folks who are trying to adapt to and plan for all the chaos that's going on with COVID-19. First thing I've done is uh, helped a group say, hey, we want to look in our upcoming appointments for potential telehealth patients and try to arrange those for telehealth. Now, some of you are maybe trying to reduce demand and say, hey, we don't have telehealth quite up yet. We need to just you know find the ones that are most needed, make sure we get those in first, and we'll kind of triage them that way. I think others of you are saying, hey, we've done this for a week. We're experts now. So can you get us more telehealth appointments? And so whether you're looking for more appointments or fewer appointments, what what th- what this group has done, what, these, what your group might do is to say, hey, let's data mine for appointments in the next week or two weeks or however far out is appropriate for your practice. And then how do you identify appropriate telehealth appointments? Maybe you look at appointment type and you're going to try to filter out, hey, we don't want to do new patients yet. That's going to be too hard. We're not up to speed for that yet. We're going to wait till we've done this for two or three weeks before we we'll see a new patient. But we want to see existing patients or we we want to see follow-up patients or we don't want to see follow-up patients. So maybe appointment type is a place to start and data mine and say, hey, give me future appointments by appointment type and try to pull them that way. And then if you can say, well, this provider's set up for it, this provider's not, or this we're doing it with advanced practitioners, but not with MDs or vice versa. Who's the resource on that appointment or what was the location for that appointment? I was working with a group today where they're actually scheduling their telehealth appointments by facility, even though they're all telehealth, so they can kind of at least know where the provider is going to be and try to schedule whatever kind of resources they need to do the telehealth appointment by facility. So data mine for those kind of things, whether it's appointment type or which providers are set up or which facilities are set up. You can look for and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to prioritize my patients over 65. So give me an age for these upcoming appointments. Or it's by maybe zip codes or maybe I'm you know close to a state border and this state's locked down and this state isn't. Whatever it is, if you can get to your data and grab it in a pivot table or in a spreadsheet or something to sort and filter and use your telehealth appointments wisely, I think it'll help you. Idea number two was for a group in the, in the upper Midwest. And what they were trying to do is say, hey, we want to be able to communicate with our patients so that once we figure out which telehealth appointments or what we want to do, do we want to cancel or whatever we want to do, we want to be able to communicate with them. We want to be able to communicate via email. Can we get email addresses? So the first thing we did was run a report and say, all right, here's information upcoming appointments with email addresses. Then we found out that they were missing a bunch of email addresses. So how are we going to get those? And so the second report kind of the 2.0 version for this group was show me folks with an upcoming appointment where I don't have an email address and prioritize them this way and sort them by, you know, last, first and those kind of things and throw me a list of uh, email appointments so that they can contact their patients. And I think the other thing you can do with that, with the email, what they're trying to do now is triage and, and figure out what do I do with appointments next week? That same kind of data in terms of how do I contact my patients may help us on the other end of this coming out of coronavirus and saying, hey, now I've got demand. How do I contact my patients and say, hey, we're going to be open again come May 15th or what? And, you know, and this location doesn't open until June 1 or whatever it is. Be able to communicate with patients is a big deal for this practice. Third idea is uh, from a group I was talking to them again today. This is an orthopedic group. And what they were trying to understand was, Cash flow, similar to what we were talking about in last week's podcast, what they wanted to see was charges by day 2019 versus 2018. So we're looking at, okay, 
Today's March 30th. I want to see March 30th, 2020 charges compared to March 30, 2019 charges and payments on the same thing. So obviously their charges are dropping precipitously, but their payments haven't necessarily dropped yet. I mean, yeah, there's some copays they're missing, but some of the, you know, the services rendered January, February are still paying. So they want to be able to track that by day. And the tool that we're using to do that is a tool called Power Pivot. Power Pivot was new in Excel 2010, and then it was free. And then Microsoft said, well, let's start charging people in 2013. And then now if you're on Office 365, you can get Power Pivot for free again, or it comes with it, however you want to think about it. And Power Pivot, one of the things it can do is it can do some fairly involved formulas. What we were looking at is month-to-date revenues by what day we're on. So we could compare, you know, here we are at the 30th. What do my revenues through the 30th of the month look like in January, February, March, that kind of thing? Obviously, there's no 30th of the month in February. But when it comes to, say, April 10th, then what they can do is they can look at their collections through the 10th of the month and compare that to January collections through January 10th, collections through February 10th, collections through March 10th, and get their arms around collections month to date and get a sense for how far down are we and where are we on this thing. I think part of the concern is obviously the patients are slowing down, so charges are slowing down. But do we have payers that are trying to work from home or work remotely and not have the same resources, maybe not process at the same speed? What's going on there? And the ability to track charges and payments by day is a big deal. Last project I worked on last week, this was for a medical billing company. And they're trying to do revenue cycle management now remotely. And what they want to do is say, how do we make sure that our team is just as productive remotely as they were in the office? Similar to what we talked about two podcasts ago. Their problem was that their practice management system they used didn't track, and don't ask me why, didn't track the date their charge was entered in the system. They had a post date, but not a created date. So if they kept a batch open or if they did a bunch at once or whatever it was, they couldn't get a true, here's how many charges were entered today out of their practice management system. So what we did is we said, all right, we're going to do this the hard way. We're going to grab every single charge that was entered through yesterday and then we're going to grab every single charge that's entered through today and get the delta and store that delta every night so that we could that change between what was entered through yesterday and what was entered through today is you know those two big numbers the difference is charges entered today and we're going to store that and start tracking it over time so that they can make sure that their folks are as productive during this quarantine stay at home period as they were before Some ideas of what folks are doing to try to deal with the current crisis. I hope some of this is helpful for you as you try to manage your practice and all the uncertainty that we're faced with. Whatever data we can get to reduce that uncertainty, I think will help us move forward. Thanks for joining me today.